All right, guys, this is a fun one. Um, I grabbed my former business partners with my first company, Spun Logic, Raj Chowdhury, Danny Davis, Raghu Kakarala, and we decided to talk about the old times. We built our business from 1998 to 2008, got to about 75 employees, sold to a private equity group, and you know, we thought we'd share some of the things that we learned, some of the missteps, some of the good times, and just generally bat around old stories. So I hope you enjoy it. Okay. Are we live? We are live. We are live. All right. Well, let's, let's, um, let's just dive right in. Um, I actually wanted to start with why I wanted to have this particular Zoom. So the four of us, that's right before the lockdown. Um, so that would have been second week of first week of March or something. We had dinner. Yeah, March, which, March 11th. March 11th, which we hadn't done in forever. I mean, that, when was the last time the four of us had dinner? Well, the last years. time anyone Two or three years. to pay for anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think and we were so, casting a big check. <laughs> well, I remember I was there at the March 11th dinner for five hours. That was, and, and then I went home and you guys kept, kept hanging out. <laughs> I, I had had my fill of, of you guys. <laughs> you actually, you actually we did pretty good staying out. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, actually, impressive. I appreciated the call. I appreciated the call we got from Emily saying, where is my husband? <laughs> <That's> Amber. Right. <laughs> Amber alert. Um, okay, so um, when we were when we were eating, Raj mentioned that um, there's a phrase, at least in Atlanta, um, uh, called the spun mafia, and uh, yeah. I thought we'd kick off with that. Raj, explain sort of what that means and how what context you heard it in. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I, I heard it from a couple of folks, but um, yeah, uh, I think Sims actually is the one who first introduced me. Then I started hearing it. Um, with a couple other folks, but basically everyone's like, you know, you guys uh, uh, started off spun and then you, you seem to have your hands into everywhere. Jeff's in, into things and Danny's into things and uh, Raghu's into things and you're into things like, you know, every company I come across somehow, there's one of you guys in there. <laughs> yeah, is, is there like some kind of mafia? <laughs> so, and then, of oh, yeah. course, there's the PayPal Mafia, Ragu. What's that? Yeah, so uh, not only was it a uh, good company in and of itself, but coming out of that, uh, uh, probably about 20 other firms started out of it. Uh, the original funder behind Facebook, not the founder, but the funder. Um, also, Elon Musk and a whole bunch of other people and probably 20 other firms, including LinkedIn, et cetera, came out of it. So they have a... Uh, even a better legacy than they did uh, what they had mm -hmm. originally started. But I'm sure they all look back at PayPal and wonder uh, if they were any happier than they were back then. Yeah, like we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> segway. Yeah, Segway. Um, well, so before we dive way, way back, which, you know, we had Spun Logic from 1998 to 2008. So it's been quite a while. Um, how about we all just go around and, um, Tell everybody where what we're doing now, and then we'll jump into it. Let's let's start with Raj. Sure. Yeah. So uh, today I'm uh, president of a company called Brightwave. So um, still in the uh, marketing digital space. So running that agency back in the uh, the agency world and and loving it. 
Nice. Danny? Yep. Um, CTO of Denovo right now. So lead up all the product innovation, development work, software development work, data database, security, all the stuff that we need to do on the technology front with Denovo. And you've been there how long? I've been there three years in March. And Raghu? Yeah, um, one year after my non-compete ended uh, in like uh, 2015, um, uh, I joined up with a couple of other um, great uh, business folks here in town, and uh, we founded 44, um, which has been um, uh, growing really well since then. And uh, we focus on uh, e-commerce and uh, uh, a lot of other brand platform pieces, and it's been uh, a great ride. Nice. Uh, and uh, so uh, I have a company called Dragon Army, and then I'm involved in a few few nonprofits. And I have wonderful artists in my household that have done nice. some background art for me. Um, okay, so yeah. I guess for anybody... Hey, didn't Raj do that top right one? He did that top right one, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, that, that looks like uh, my, my handiwork. It does. It does. <laughs> you used to be our creative director. So <laughs> exactly. I recognize the color scheme. I recognize the color scheme. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't give me some spray paints and then it goes to mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, Roger's um, real skills was cop was copywriting. So uh yeah, he's sadly <laughs> under you. We're we're gonna get into Roger's spelling, uh <laughs> should, should we have time. Some excellent stories there. Um so so for anybody that wasn't um around, because good lord, there's there's people that I ran into that weren't born when we started our company. Um, I gave a, I gave a talk, I gave a, I gave a talk <laughs> at UGA to their entrepreneurship class last year. And um, as I was going through the sort of our history, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, we started Spun Logic in 1998. How many of you were born after that? And everybody in the room was born after that. <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> they weren't even alive <laughs> when we started that company so, um, all right, so so the quick story was um we started in the dorm room at unc charlotte um uh over the next couple of years all four of us came together and um it took us i like to tell the story as it took us about five years first five years of the business to sort of figure out how to even run a company build a business and then the, the last five years, we doubled every year, ultimately getting to around 70, 75 employees and selling in 2008, so year 10. Um, so I'm going to go all the way back. Um, and I was trying to remember, Ragu, when did you join SpunLogic? Uh, I would guess I drunken rod was part of my life, basically, in maybe 99 or 2000. But uh, I didn't actually become uh, uh, work alongside Rod for about a, probably about two years after that. Um, I, if I wasn't so old, I'd remember exactly. I, I, yeah, I feel like it was maybe either 2004 or 2003, around about that time frame. Yeah, um, yeah. Was you in Miami? Was when, yeah, um, in 2002, Rod was denied uh exit from this country because he was here illegally on a expired visa I was not. and he was <laughs> yeah. uh, and he wasn't allowed to join his family on a caribbean cruise uh and therefore he he and i hung out in miami and drank um because he couldn't actually leave this country at the time 
Uh, and that's when the original idea of uh, coming on board spun was hatched um, together with him. So I have to ask, because that the stage of the company at that point, um, I mean, let's be honest, uh, Raj and Danny, we were a disaster at that point, right? We were hemorrhaging money. I don't we know. Were... <laughs> I don't know when we weren't a disaster, to say the truth. <laughs> it's, a, it's fair. <laughs> it's a fair point. But I got to ask, Radu, what did what what did you see that you were like, I got to get a, I got to be a part of this thing with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I really want to know. Uh, <laughs> I just got him too drunk. That's all. He just gave right. into it. <laughs> uh, it's probably an embarrassing that we were actually drinking this place called the Banana Bungalow, which doesn't sound uh, good, but it was really just a youth hostel. But uh, I, I think a big part of it was a I wanted to get back to Atlanta uh, because um, I had been in Atlanta originally before when I first met Rod. And um, uh, it was time to give it a shot. I knew that no matter what we did, we couldn't screw up the fact that the internet was going to keep growing. We tried to screw that up, but we could But even, uh, but even with a few missteps, I knew that the direction was the right direction, and I knew people wanted what we were trying to do. And I think when you align with good people, you figure it out, and you have the patience to figure it out together. Um, if we didn't get along and if we weren't uh, patient, we would have given up. And that was definitely the wrong thing to do because if you stuck to it, digital was gonna grow. They needed what we could do and given enough time, we'd be successful. Mm -hmm. Well, plus I was going out with a girl up there that I figured I'd wanna meet back up with. And I, I, we ended up getting married. So all that worked out as well. <laughs> <laughs> Always comes down to a girl. Yeah. Um, so, so when I look back at, at what we did, um, and, and certainly jump in if, if there's specific things you guys remember about that time, but I think about the culture. Um, and I think that's what I hear from most people that were a part of it, that they, they look back to the culture. Um, Danny, you've started companies since, joined companies since. What, what are your thoughts on the culture that we built? You know, it's, it's, I don't, I, it's hard to pinpoint exactly how we, we did that, and I'm sure we I think I think what what I've learned since then about culture is that that culture really does stem from the top of the organization. So, you know, it started with our CEO back then. That was you, Jeff. And then I think that the four of us really embraced the need for a great culture in the company. And even though we were young and didn't know everything we were doing, I think the fact that we wanted a company that had integrity, we wanted to make sure we took care of people, we wanted to do our best to put people first. I think you know, those things really played out in our decision-making and helped build, build a fun culture. We wanted to have fun too. We wanted to work hard and we wanted to have fun. And we found ways to, to I think, to get everybody else on, on board with the same way of thinking. But, I, but if it doesn't come from the top, then it's really hard to build and maintain a good culture. And somehow we managed to do it, even though we were young and weren't sure exactly, you know, we didn't have a playbook. We were just making it up as we were going along. Mm-hmm. And I, and I should point out, um, Roger Magoo are not just wearing tacky shirts, that they're actually wearing SpunLogic Cruise. <laughs> Ragu's got a cruise shirt. And Raj, what does yours say? Uh, mine's the add to favorite uh, when that was a thing. And we had really bad business cards, if you remember correctly, Ed. We had the, <laughs> the best. They were the best. Did we ever have good... Set. Did we have good business cards? Was that a thing? I'm not sure we had good ones ever. <laughs> I, I feel like at some stage we actually had some decent, uh, <laughs> decent 
<laughs> so we God. so we did fun things like you know made shirts and so forth but we also did the cruises uh, which that's a cruise shirt that ragu has on but they didn't as cruises did they annual cruises no no they, it started off with uh, a ski trip right that's right um and yeah. uh yeah, in Blanc. no no oh. Blanc was the first one the first one yeah yeah uh it's cold as hell right yeah. uh really cold um and uh it, it was a blast i mean most of the most of the folks who went with us hadn't even left the country right mm -hmm. uh so we were, we're in, in you know montreal flew into montreal and and uh froze our asses off and we we, we tried to then do this the cruise and then another ski trip uh, which I'm sure we can remind Ragu that he uh, threw up at the top of the mountain uh, a couple of times. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we we ended up like sticking with the cruise because it was yeah it was best for everyone. It was actually more cost effective. It was just you know a good way to contain uh, and and kind of meet you know spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, whatever it was, and uh, uh, ended up being like the legacy, uh, if you will, of, of spun. Now I know that the, what happens on a cruise is supposed to stay on a cruise, but does anybody have any particular memories or stories? We did have that from a few people that saw we were going to do this that asked, share some stories from the cruises. <laughs> no, Danny, no you, you can go first. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some, I think I don't remember How most about, of the cruises. <laughs> oh, I, I, I remember. No, I, 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 I'll throw one yeah. out there real fast. So like, um, so I didn't know we we're in the midst of fame until years later. Right. But remember right. Janelle? Yes. Uh, Janelle Montoya. Uh, like we all Monet. sing karaoke. <laughs> Monet, sorry. Uh, uh, Monet. Um, uh, we all sing uh, karaoke. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we we had a sales guy uh, back in the day, Tony Kennard. Uh, who actually yeah. had a pretty damn decent voice, like pretty amazing to see, like, you know, uh, I think yeah. actually throughout our entire Spun career, we actually ended up with, with a couple of great, um, you know, artists and, and singers and so forth yeah. that came through um, or, or, or connected to the agency. Well, somewhere on my old Blackberry that I have in my uh, closet, I have a video of Janelle Monet singing Killing Me Softly by the Fugees while on the cruise. <laughs> so that's probably that's probably worth more than my uh, stock in forty four. So I better keep up keep a hold of that. Yeah, yeah. I have a photo of her from the cruise, but she she actually one of the cruises coincided with my birthday, and she sang Happy Birthday. And I to Roger's point, you know, she was not famous or anything at that point, but she sang. And we were all like, "Holy cow!" And she was the girlfriend of one of our flash designers, right? Yeah, Trey. Yeah, Trey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good memory. Um, so what, what, somebody asked um, what the uh, biggest disagreement we had. Did we always just have consensus on ideas or did we have a, a, some big disagreements along the way, the four of us? I'm sure we always had only... some disagreements here and there. I, I just can't remember any of them being massive enough. Danny? Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I was gonna say, I think, I think only Raj wanted Ragu to join the company, right? So I think that was a big fight. <laughs> right. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> uh, uh, luckily, you, uh, luckily, you recovered from that mistake. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, I agree with Raj. I have, I have a hard time remembering a specific argument that was huge. I mean, I know we had disagreements, but I think that was just something that was great about 
us as a team was that we would disagree. We would put it on the table, but then we did something really important, which was once the decision was made, we all got behind it. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. there was no backbiting. There was no telling people that we disagreed with it. We all got on board. We got our teams to agree with it and we moved forward. And I think, I think that's rare, honestly. And what I see in a lot of companies and cultures today that, you know, most people, they, they nod their head, but leave the room and don't get on board. So I think that was a really powerful thing we had going for the four of us. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Trying to think of a specific disagreement though. And I can't, I wish so, I had one. So here, you have I, one? I have some memory. I have some memory, not, not of the four of us, but I, one of the two of you, Danny and Raj, one of you threw a stapler at the other. Does that sound familiar? No, that was Raj. I thought he threw it at you. I threw a stapler? Was it at me? <laughs> One of you were me. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that story. Somebody he did definitely threw a stapler. Maybe it was me. I, then. It I was, remember the story. I think it was at Colony Square, wasn't it? I was gonna go Zonalite, but maybe it was Colony uh, Square. It was maybe Zonalite because we had that big open office of Zonalite. Okay, so the offices, of that. <laughs> the offices went the the dorm room, and then my mom's basement, and then we had the little fitness center. Um, yeah. Somebody did want some stories from the fitness center, um, so we can dive back to that. Oh man! Then from Colony the fitness Square. center, we actually moved to Colony Square. We were subleasing, right? A thousand, thousand square feet. Yeah, it was, uh, it was yeah, from uh, Lordac, from Lordac and Sergeant. Lordac Sergeant, an architecture yeah. firm. And we took floor, those uh, cubicles from an old Bell office. I remember that. <laughs> you remember right. that? We found out. So this is this is the kind of thing we would do back then. This must have been year three, year two of the company, we found out that there was an old abandoned office space um, and they had a Bell South, was it Bell South? Bell South, yeah. Had, yeah. They'd left all these giant cubes and we went and disassembled them. And I don't know if I have done anything harder since than disassembling, <laughs> yeah. you know, 1990s cubes, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big tall yeah, cubes. Those things are a nightmare. nightmare. Keep, keep in mind, I don't think any of us had actually sat in a cubicle before. Never. No, we've never been in one. Yeah. Let's take one apart. <laughs> and it was one thing to take them apart, but then to reassemble them at the new office, we were like, I don't even remember what these things looked like. It took that forever. It took forever. Forever. Yeah. We had some crooked walls and stuff too. It was it was not a professional job. It was missing panels, I'm sure. It was free furniture. That's right. Free furniture. And, and then from there, we went to Zonalite, right? And that's no, when we then, met. Then, then we actually moved across this uh, hallway and shared with Think Monster for a little bit. Oh, yes. That's yes. right. Yes. And you had that glass office. That's yep. one of the best stories right. with Tyler's contract. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, we actually have several oh, good gosh. stories from that. Why don't you, why don't you tell what we used to, we had one employee we used to mess with a lot. <laughs> that's, so we had, a, we had an employee join us as a, our only <laughs> sale, other sales guy besides us, right? It was like one of our first attempts. Oh, it was after Donovan, I think was was after Donovan was with us. He was no longer with us, right? And then we had one of our first new sales guys we had come on. His name was Tyler Davis. And uh, when he joined the company, his first day, we gave him his employment contract and he signed it. Well, we modified his contract to include a, uh, a couple of Easter eggs. Like one of them said that he would have to turn over his firstborn and name it Spun Logic, name his firstborn after the company. And another one was something like he would forfeit a salary for six months or something. I mean, it was just, it was pretty bad stuff. Well, he, he didn't really read the contract. He signed it, handed it over to Jeff. Jeff walked into, we had an office. He shared an office with Wade back then, I think, right? Or you and I shared an office or something. There was a glass, glass wall with a glass door. So he walked in, he shut the door and locked it. 
took the contract, highlighted the things that were in it, and held it up against the window so that Tyler could read it from the other side of the wall. That was fantastic. It was great. Poor guy. But now guy. it was it was in that office that we changed the name of the company. But why yeah. don't we so we True. were we started as NBN Designs, nothing but net, but then we changed the name, but what what were some of the names that we <laughs> that we thought we liked? Brainstick. Brainstick. I remember Brainstick. Code, uh, code word nine, nine, I think. Yeah. Code word nine. Like that. Yeah. Uh, there's like a that. few. I remember going to that emo event. Cracker Snap, the of different, course. Yeah, you know, Cracker Snap. We we actually thought, remember we thought Cracker Snap yeah. was gonna be the name. That was it. We thought Cracker <laughs> we Snap. We spent days it. in That's the right. conference room and we came out and we're like, it's Cracker Snap, guys. Cracker snap. Yeah, yeah. We mic dropped that Science. name. We walked out, we were like, Cracker Snap. That's right. And then we all that. we all got a night sleep. We came back, we were like, what are we thinking? Yeah. It was the well, worst. No, no, I, I remember Wade Forrest when we told him that. Uh, I think even Ken was there. They were like, get back in that room. <laughs> <laughs> You're not renaming your company that. All right, so then so then who remembers how Spun Logic came to be? The name. Was that well, we came up with that name in that room. We came up with a bunch of names. And then we went to an yep. AIMA event. And we all right, were... but, but who came up with the name? Oh, man. I remember. Scott? Yeah. Who? So we Scott had one did. developer. We were all trying to Scott brainstorm Thompson. together. And we had one developer over in the corner on a computer just you know, hitting keys. And we're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm looking up different synonyms and whatever. And he and Spun Logic was one of the two words he put together and we ended up coming back to it. But to Raj, tell the story of how we, we, la we landed on it. Yeah, so we, we couldn't figure out which one was, which name was gonna be perfect because to be honest, we, we were probably fried sitting in a room for like God knows how, how many hours. So we were going to an AMO event and each of us wore, um, instead of our names, the name tag, we put one of the company names and literally just went around the room saying, hey, you like this name? Are you like thinking you like this name? And then everyone just basically likes Spun Logic better than the other names, and that's literally how we chose it. That's right. And then one of my favorite. Oh, Go ahead. I was saying uh, we'll come back to how Cracker Snap came back into being a few years later. That's right. <laughs> you know the, the right. funny thing about the way we the funny thing about the way we selected that company name is that's how I've named all of my kids since then at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Walk in the halls. Just walk the halls, the father of, and I put three different names. I'm like, which name do you like the best? Worked out great. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, so then we we were now Spun Logic. We left Colony Square. That's when we went to Zonalite, and then we were there for like three years, right? We, yeah, we moved into 360i. Had thought they were going to expand. Dave Williams and Brian, and they had created a really nice space, but then they never moved into it. So then we got to move into all the, the fresh build out that they did. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and we shared the color orange, so we didn't really need to paint the right. walls. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But, and then after that, I, did, then, I, I do remember, um, you know, you know, I think me and Danny probably stuck in the roof doing cabling, uh, pulling, yep. <laughs> pulling cat, cat pulled all cable. the cable for that office. Yep. <laughs> We did. That's right. We wired the whole built, thing. Like, Jeff built the wonkiest door. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> it was an interesting We literally office, would build and we sure. painted it. And then we did a family paint day, right? We all came in That's and right. painted the rest. What was outside of the orange we kept, we painted the rest of the office and our whole family and friends came in and helped us paint it. That was great. You know what was also interesting about that office? It was the first big spun party we had, that big mm. Halloween party. That was the first yeah. time we did a big, big party. Was that um, was that the one we had the um, fortune tellers, or was that the second one? We started doing several Halloweens, didn't we? Oh, I don't know if I could afford fortune tellers for the first one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> we did have the ice luge, right? Yeah, the we did have ice luge. luge. Yeah, that party. That, that was a that five one. year. That was a five year party, uh, mm. but it was good. I mean, you know, you knew our clients liked us when they would put their mouth on our logo of the ice luge <laughs> and take shots from it. So. <laughs> It was both fun and good branding. <laughs> so then we went from there to Promenade, right? And we were in Promenade the rest of the time. We were first on the 13th floor? 17th. 17th and then the 22nd. 17th and 22nd. Eventually, we had a whole floor in that, in that high rise. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are there still agency? Are there still publicist agency people in there? I don't know if the agency. Yeah, I know Digitas moved I, into that twenty-second floor. Yeah, Razorfish, Digitas, whatever their latest name is. Um, may I suggest they rebrand the Cracker Snap? <laughs> <laughs> so, so somebody asked, and I, I get asked this quite a bit. Did, did we? Did we have a plan um, for selling the company, and and sort of as that came to be? Um, in 07, 08, um, you know, was it an easy decision? Was it unanimous? But, um, you know, my recollection is we, we were talking about you know, building the company to a point where we could sell it early on, right? Yeah. From the day that I joined you and Raj, that's what I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I, think, don't, I don't know if we what? ever knew what that was or what size, right. or, you know, we just, because also keep in mind, we, we started it in the midst, you know, right before and, and certainly during the whole dot-com thing. And so, you know, that was our level of exposure. You know, I don't know, right. I mean, probably Ragu is the only one who really had the best level of exposure of, of what a company is long-term kind of thing. You know, we, we mm -hmm. thought that's what you do with a company. <laughs> you, yeah, you build it and yeah, sell it I, because that's what, I, I, you know. I, well, we, we talked about it and one of the early things was, um, we had a long, I don't know, mission vision statement and we were saying, to be sought after. And I remember we were asking ourselves, what do we mean by being sought after? And we're like, well, you know, clients come to us um, because they want great work, but also companies come to us because they know they can't build what we've created in themselves. They would at some point seek after us because, um, you know, um, that was the only way that they were gonna attain that ability. So we thought sought after was sort of encompassing people wanting to work with us, but also people wanting to buy us at some point. And I think we ended up do, doing a meeting at uh, Lake Oconee a couple years, about a year and a half before we sold uh, in the winter. And it's the only time I remember Raj golfing with us. And, we, and I think at that point we said, hey, this is, these are the metrics we'd like to continue if we are going to be going to market. But at the same time, if, if that doesn't pan out, we want all that effort to also create a better company too, and not just dress us up for sale. And I think that was uh, the key to A, know that Rod should never golf again, 
and B, <laughs> that we get all the pieces in place um, to, to go out and do the sale. Right. Rod hit somebody in, that, in, in their cart, right? Who, yeah. who did he hit? Did he hit you, Ragu? <laughs> With the golf ball, yes. Yeah, somebody hit, hit somebody on <laughs> the golf cart. So, after so they staple, teed off, uh, and veered off to the right and nailed somebody's golf cart. And I think it was, so yeah, staple, yeah, golf, was golf ball. What else have I thrown or hit? <laughs> Did you never hit me with anything? <laughs> He's a dangerous guy. Well, <laughs> you know, one other aspect about like selling, um, I also think that, you know, I don't think any of us really started off um, like, hey, let's go create a company, right? We, we kind of all fell into it and, and everything else. And I also think that there was an aspect of, gosh, you know, we don't know what the hell we're doing. Let's, let's grow this to a point where someone else professional could take this, right? Because I, I also remember like when we were trying to like, should we go into multiple offices and stuff like that? We were, you know, hitting up advisory, uh, advisors back then. We were like, we're not equipped to do this. We do not know what the hell we're doing. So at some level, we're going to grow this where we just – don't know what to do anymore. In hindsight, you know, we could have probably done just as good a job as the next folks coming in, right? Uh, but I think the, the, the mindset was like, oh my gosh, we'll take this as far as we can go. And then someone else has got to be much better at this than we could have ever been at this. Yeah. Much True. better. Yeah, and I think much better. I think you go yeah. back to, I think if you go back to Jeff, your question of did we build it to sell it? I think we all did. There was a point where we got together and said, <laughs> build this to sell it and it guided a lot of the decisions we were making i mean you would go out and get advice from other leaders and you would talk to other people and we would look at most of our decisions from the mindset of hey what things will make this company the most valuable and what's really interesting and special about it was we did it in a way that we also created a great culture and didn't make it all about creating a company we wanted to sell mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. totally and and I remember, so I think I, if I'm getting my dates right, late 2006, we were approached by agency.com um, and to, to acquire us. And that was the first, well, that wasn't the first. Do you remember when we went down to Florida and tried to oh, yeah. sell and half the company? Right? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what was that, like your, Ragu, were you around then? Ragu wasn't uh, there yet. I yeah. heard about, I wasn't there yeah. yet, yeah. So like year three, we, what, what, I mean, what were the terms? Does, did you remember? It was like 60% for oh, maybe a hundred grand. right? Uh, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was losing <laughs> control. It was terrible terms. It was terrible terms. Yeah. The I guy remember. did have a kick-ass penthouse, though. He did. He did. It, the was penthouse it, was amazing. Panama City or Tampa? What were we as Destin. Destin. Destin, yeah. right? I think it was in Destin. Yeah. 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 And I think we wanted to do it, right? Did he pull out or did we pull out? Uh, he, he pulled out. He was like, listen, yeah. guys, I think you should, guys should keep on going. Uh, it would be a better story if we had. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I think we were desperate for like, uh, we probably had payroll cash. debt. We had credit card cash, debt. Yeah. Everything. Cash. We were like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, so then the first well, real offer I would say we got was in late 2006 by agency.com. And that came out of nowhere. And so we entertained it. And um, the offer was was too low, um, but I think in the yeah, course I of think that, it was, it was like one point one million, I think is you I know, but it, kind of funny, I, funny terms to even five. get there. I think it was five. Well, it was five. one one was guaranteed, a five was potential. 
um, and there was yeah, a lot. It of, was uh, it was definitely too low. And uh, but I remember were you, who was in the room when I called and told the CEO, and he was screaming at me. Somebody was in my office when I did that. Um, oh, I, told, I, I was there. <laughs> he expected us the phone call to be yes, we're doing this, and I and we had decided oh, not no. to, so I had to call him and tell him. <laughs> and I was talking to him. And I was sort of, you know, smoothly telling him we're not going to do this deal. And he just started going, wait, he's like, what, what are you saying to me? And just started screaming at me and said, I'd never work in this business again. This is the worst decision I've ever made. You were screwed. He's going to insure it. And then he tossed the phone to his assistant who I guess was in the car with him. <laughs> and then that guy's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He, he's just upset. He really, I was like, okay, we made the right decision there. <laughs> no doubt. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So, um, but then that kicked it off, right? Then we, we talked yeah. to some private equity firms. Um, yeah. We hired an investment bank uh, uh, and uh, started getting all our stuff in order, um, accounting, all the stuff that we did the minimal amount before we suddenly did in the most professional way and uh, got an investment bank. I think that we signed that deal like January of 2017 and uh, you know kick that process off and then uh, I think we put the book out at the end of summer because they said nobody in Wall Street yeah. works in August <laughs> they, yeah they, they did say that but they also uh, and kudos to them they said look you need six more months of this kind of growth um, yeah. before you're really attractive in the market and so we did that and luckily we kept kept growing um, and then it came down to two it came down to two companies that were really bidding the highest. There was Engage, and then um, did the other one even have a Hagen name? Direct, Hagen Direct Hagen. Marketing, yeah. um, which was backed I just by Lake, Lake Capital. Yeah, Lake Capital. So a good story on that. Jeff and I were doing the road tour, um, basically going to the different firms representing um, the, all four of us. Um, but meanwhile, Danny and Rod were really making sure the company kept running well um, while we were traveling a lot. Uh, and uh, so we were going to different places. And uh, uh, I remember we went to Lake Capital and their offices are on uh, Michigan Avenue in Chicago or the Magnificent Mile. And they had a penthouse at the top of this Gothic tower that you could walk out on this patio. And they walked out there, showed us up and down this uh, thing exactly, you know, what they had mentioned they had a private plane that they would take to fly to different deals. And we thought for sure we had made it. We were on literally on top of the world. And uh, that would be our, uh, you know, who we'd go with. And that's before we actually met the company they wanted to combine us with. So uh, I think we were more impressed with the private equity firm than we were with the uh, company that actually was buying us because they mostly did postcards and, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and uh, wanted to go digital with us. They had a very good postcard business though. I mean, it, it, it probably would have paid off really well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we we ended up signing the letter of intent November 1st of, of 07 with um, Halyard and Engage. Yeah. Um, so, so Jeff, you skipped over one thing. Right before we signed that letter of intent, oddly enough, again in Chicago, I don't know why it was Chicago again, but we went to the DMA Awards and um, met uh, Bruce Etra from uh, the private equity firm, uh, uh, Halyard Capital. And uh, we met him there, we met Stan Rapp, 
there, I think, as well. And um, Jeff also met a random older French man in a bar. And uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Let me let me pause there. Let me pause there because that sounds interesting. Je Jeff and um, random old French guys. Huh? So, so I. I had gotten my biggest speaking opportunity at the, it was at this AMA conference. It was, it was in a breakout room, but like fit 300. So I go into the, to do my talk and you know, it's one of the things where it's like, there's four going on simultaneously. I go in there, I'm prepared that, you know, the time starts and there's literally four people in a 300 person room and I have to deliver my presentation. I don't know if, I don't know why nobody came. But that Frenchman was one of the people that came. <laughs> and then afterwards, he's like, he was like, you know, clapping. <laughs> he loved it. And then he said, hey, can you meet up later? Uh, you know, I want to get to know you or whatever. And so I grabbed Ragu and then we went to the bar. But yeah, he was one of the, he was 25% of the audience of my talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, he actually invited uh, Jeff and I and, uh, and uh, to come to France, um, to go to Paris to meet him and his company and go speak at literally the Paris Hilton, who would have known that there was a person <laughs> with the same name, um, and, uh, and do some speeches in French. Um, so we had French slides that we were speaking over in English, uh, you know, to this audience. While we were closing the deal with, um, yeah. mm -hmm. um, um, with uh, and about to sign the letter of intent, and meanwhile, in the middle of it, we all had gone out for dinner and come back. Uh, Dolly had joined us um, on the trip, and we had all gone out together for a nice meal and went back to our hotel rooms. And then we got a call that Ruth Chris had decided to sign with us, which was like supposedly a million-dollar deal, uh, uh, blah, 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 housing crisis later. Maybe it wasn't. But at that time, it was like over a million dollars. And that was going to like turbocharge the sale. And we all went back out and found a bar that was open late and drank. And we we're like, this is going to be a done deal when we get back. And then we told everybody, we're selling the company. And uh, we have the letter of intent signed. So we were kind of going out on a high note. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the question is, when we look back at that, um, somebody had asked, do, um, I don't think we, I mean, I know we flip-flopped, right? We flip, Raj, what's your memory of that? We flip-flopped a little between Halyard and Lake and the two deals, but once it came down to it, were we all pretty much on the same page to go with Engage and Halyard? Yeah, I mean, it, it really came down to the best of, it was really hard to assess which one was actually gonna make it through because, you know, a lot of the deal structures with agencies are a mixture of, of both, you know, cash and, and equity in the next, uh, next entity, if you will, right? So I, I think, you know, looking back, it's, it's funny. I don't know how much diligence we really did, <laughs> you know, probably not enough, uh, you know, in, in hindsight, we, we just, we were going by feeling and also really advice from, you know, um, our bankers and everything else. So I don't know if we could have made a, a right or wrong decision at that point. We were just like, you know, go with what feels right at the time. All, all I know is the final result was, it was literally like four times the money that we were offered by agency.com just like eight months yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um, that and um, somebody up there promised me a, a high stakes season tickets if we signed with them. So that <laughs> yeah. sort of uh, uh, put my well, uh, there, vote there, there was, in that favor. There was one other aspect. I, I do remember like one thing that we were weighing um, was that 
you know, with which company are we going to be in a better driving seat and are people going to yeah, be in better I agree driving with that. seats? Right. I agree with that. And I, um, I think I remember Engage, we like us believing in the vision of what Engage was trying to do. And I think we mm -hmm. thought we had a good shot at pulling that off. I like that. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Also, uh, Stan Rapp is a legend in yeah. the industry. And, you know, Hagen had a good business, but, you know, it was, uh, when you looked at somebody like Stan, you're like kind of the vision he was selling. And honestly, their model allowed Atlanta to run itself for the most part um, versus uh, being integrated immediately, which, you know, kind of was true, became more true later on um, that we were able to run um, Atlanta uh, um, in our model. Um, and I think after a couple of years of trying to figure that out, that really came, came out to be true. So I think in the next episode, we'll talk about Engage and, and, and that story. Um, I remember when we had finalized the deal, um, we took everybody over four seasons across the street to tell the whole company. Do you remember that, Danny? No, I thought we told them in the office. We took them to four seasons. I, I think them? we took the I leadership team. I think it was a leadership team. To the four seasons. Two, four seasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's where the leadership mm -hmm. interviews were with the company that, uh, you know, was picking it up. But actually, just prior to that, Jeff, there was the last cruise. The, the way that the timing happened, because we were uh, going to do diligence and all the other stuff, and um, basically also being very firm on getting the best deal terms, because we had a backup offer. So we were really drawing out the clothes to make sure we kept our terms. The last cruise, which was like February of 2008, happened to be before the sale. And I remember Jeff's like, geez, what if while the bus is driving down to Fort Lauderdale, the bus crashes and the sale doesn't happen? And I'm like, um, but I'm really happy because I'm not sure we would have had the cruise if we had sold before it because yeah. new company, new rules and new responsibility. So we actually got one last cruise and I think there was 140 people that we took that um, on that last two, cruise. Two yeah. chartered buses. Yeah, the buses were Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, we were, had one last great um, ride down to uh, Florida together, one last great cruise together before we became the next thing. And I think that was really great because honestly, we brought on a lot of people who had just been new hires on that last cruise who had, um, and um, I think everybody remembered that for a long time that downturn over that next couple of years before we could keep growing again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was March of 08. And then um, very shortly after that, um, the whole, <laughs> our, our entire economy in this country and the world went absolutely bananas and and what what i found really striking um was there was a company <clears throat> we won't name the name of the agency but there was a west coast agency that over the years was always ahead of us and they were always a little bit better than us and they used to beat us for this one account we used to pitch all the time and they had huge brands and so we sort of looked to them they were always you know 25 percent bigger than us and we thought they were just amazing and had great reputation won all these national awards and then later maybe maybe a year later they tried, were trying to sell their company and it was for like a fourth of what we sold for in March of 08. Like that's how much value they had lost and they were desperate. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
on a bright note, April of 08 was our highest revenue month ever in Atlanta. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Good timing. Um, Good timing. Let, let's, let's tell one more story and then we'll wrap this up. Um, I was trying to remember, um, you know, at Spun, we never, we never had to do layoffs. Um, but there was that moment where we almost did. And I, and I just couldn't remember if that was Spun or early engaged days. Um, I thought spun. it must have been Spun. Because it, right? it was Home Depot that saved it. Yeah. Is it right. does everybody yep. remember that being spun? Okay. Because that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, that was in, in the Zonalite office, right? Was that Zonalite? No. No. no we were in, in Promenade. No. Yeah, it was uh, in Promenade. Yeah. And we, I don't what, did, had we lost some stuff? Is that why we were at that point? I can't remember what happened, but I know that we had lost maybe a major account or two. Something had changed. And do you want to talk about the general size of it? And what happened? I, I believe we were laying off maybe fifteen or twenty people. I think it was fifteen. It was a pretty to 20. big layoff. We yeah. Had, what I yeah. What I remember at that time. Actually, you know what? That was there. early engaged. It was early engaged. It, it might have been early. Home it Depot. was. It might have been around. Yeah. Off. It was. We already had Home okay. Depot, but it was a modest size. And then uh, we were trying to figure out how to handle some of the downturn that fall in '08, and right before we had to do the cut, Home Depot said, you know, e-commerce is a pretty big thing. And uh, that the size of that account grew because I remember- yeah, well, no, uh, Specifically though, what ahead. happened was there was, um, it was a gigantic amount of work and we were literally, you know, maybe it was gonna be a Friday morning, we were gonna do the cuts. We had, you know, as much as we could rehearsed it, the whole leadership was, we just like, we had it all planned out. I think there were gonna be two meetings happening right one with there the people being meetings, yeah. Yeah. i mean the whole thing was going to happen that next morning and home depot called um and i remember talking to the person and they said okay we're down to two and we really like you guys we want to come early next week and and walk the halls and literally said and just make sure you have enough people to do all the work that we have and, <laughs> and i remember going what <laughs> so then quickly grabbed Perfect. you guys and we're like we literally can't do this right now not only, well, it's what, not, we couldn't even fake it, but if word got out that we had let go of a bunch of people, if that was their big concern. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, what, what happened to me was I was actually out when you guys got the news. So I was out that day at a client site all day. So we had planned to have two different groups and one group was going to stay, one group was going to go. And uh, when I came back from the meeting, I mean, I like walked in just in time to have the meeting and I walked into the room where we were going to tell everybody they were staying. And I walked in and everybody was there, including the people who were supposed to be cut. And so I thought there was a big mistake. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to fail miserably. There are people in the room that shouldn't be here. I was like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And I'm running around. I'm trying to find you guys going, what happened? We, you know, like these people shouldn't be here. And, uh, and then I found out as I was walking in the room that we had, you know, basically that, that had happened with Home Depot and we weren't making the cuts. So I remember that day. We forgot to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was gone. It was just happening while I was out of the office. Yeah. <laughs> it was before I owned a cell phone, I think. Yeah. Um, actually, a funny follow-up on that. Uh, Bruce, I was in a meeting with Bruce, and we were talking about growth. Uh, and I think Jeff was out because one of your many kids was born or something. And I was sitting in on the board meeting. And, we were, and I was like, the rest of the uh, company up in Columbus and Florida. It's possible. You know, they were still it's just, 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 you know, it's possible that's when I was like, I'm boycotting these board meetings. 
which, which will be on our next episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so other people were reporting how they had this cutback, this cutback in the other uh, offices. And I said, you know, Home Depot keeps growing. We can't find enough people. We keep looking to add more. And, they, and uh, at that time, Home Depot was saying it's net 90. And we're like, well, whatever, it's not uh, the private equity firm owns it. And they go, Bruce uh, looked at me and said, if you keep succeeding at Home Depot like this, we're going to go broke. <laughs> <laughs> Classic, and we love and I, Bruce. I mean, yeah. I, I should yeah. say, and 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 then we'll wrap because um, there's so much, only so much video a person can watch. Um, we there's several parts of of that that we. I mean, I think we really liked Halyard. Um, they were super fair to us yeah. and, and took care of us, and Stan was great. And then there's other people we can talk about next time we get together. Um, we've got lots of topics, by the way. I've got like a whole page of stuff that people people asked about, including um, Roger's spelling, which we'll talk about next time. Um, I have some I have some great uh, questions like who was the best ping pong or who are the top five ping pong players in the company? Um, Roger's epic drinking. So we've got lots of stuff to come back to, um, but it was just really good to see you guys. So I'm glad we did this.